0: Forgotten Realms, Edition 3.5, The Curlanans, Part 1. What in the name of the Force Queen is it? Thursos had to shout to make himself heard above the din of battle. The winded ranger was forced to fight on the defensive, swinging his longsword and dagger in a protective arc as the vicious winged creature drove him backwards across the shrine's cobbled yard. He might as well as have saved his breath, for his companions made no reply. Perspiration ran freely down Mera's face and neck as she formed the words of an arcane spell. She hoped that her magic missile would bring the creature down, but as the glowing bolts struck home, the sorcerer realized that her attack had not delivered nearly enough damage to stop this thing. It continued to harry to harry Tharsos, and it was with growing fear that the ranger realized that the creature's chilling touch had deprived him of the strength he needed to make his blows count. The pair of young adventurers had stopped at this roadside shrine to (coughs) Lafander just as Twilight was falling, Still several days out of Trial, Therassos, and Mara had hoped to break their days, no, to, to break their long journey with the clerics who tended the shrine, enjoying a warm hearth and a comfortable bed for the first time in over a month. They had arrived at the place just in time to witness the final moments of its caretakers. Three members of Lethander's Clergy who were ripped to messy ribbons before the adventurers' horrified eyes by a pair of mysterious creatures, the likes of which neither had ever seen before. The strange creatures were human sized, but heavily muscled and covered with fine black scales. Their wings and short horns recalled the features of a gargoyle, but no gargoyle ever sapped a warrior's strength with merely a touch of its scaly hand. Mara cried out in alarm as black claws ripped through the fighter's chainmail and drove deep into his side. The blow spun her companion half around and sent him to his knees. She started forward to help but a glance at Thursus's eyes told Mara that life had already fled. The pair of lethal creatures then immediately turned to advance on her. The fanged maw of the larger ones split into what Mara thought might be a mocking grin and to her amazement it actually spoke to her in a halting but clear, common weakling godslave you die too they were the last words that Mera would ever hear whatever they may be the Krolannans the creature's name for their race in their own harsh language are not gargoyles the name is a mis... Mishomer, bestowed on them by adventurers who mistook the creatures for some strange new type of gargoyle when the beings appeared in Ferran shortly after the Time of Troubles. Kurlan- the Kurlanans do share some physical characteristics with gargoyles. Both have large bat-like wings short horns and sharp nail-like claws but the resemblance ends there. These creatures are most definitely a race apart having no kinship ties to any other beast or people living in Faroon today. The Kurlanans appeared for the first time as far as anyone can determine immediately after the Time of Troubles. The learned learned minds of Faroon speculate that the Kurlanan's sudden and unheralded appearance in the world was somehow connected to one or more events that transpired during that confused and turbulent era. Since they were first sighted, the Kralanans have proven remarkably resistant to inquiries into their nature, customs, and habits, responding with brutal savagery when provoked. Even when left alone, the creatures display a pronounced antipathy for anyone and anything even remotely connected to the deities of Ferum, clerics, druids, pal- paladins, rangers, and even lay worshippers included. Groups of the creatures have terrorized temples and shrines across Farun without any apparent pro- provocation. At first, these attacks appeared to be disorganized, almost random, as if the creatures could not decide where, when, and how they wished to strike. Most of the Carlanans' early assaults were directed against places of worship and the persons within them. They attacked temples, shrines, and groves dedicated to Faroon's deities, plaguing the clergy and worshippers they found at these sites and doing their utmost to desecrate and to desecrate the structures. Many of these attacks were poorly coordinated and the defenders were often able to drive the attacking Kurlanans away with a strong display of resistance. Gradually, however, the activities of those creatures took on a more organized and directed aspect. No longer content with focusing their efforts on centers of worship, the Kurlanans have increasingly targeted the deities, worshippers, wherever they may encounter them. Pilgrims traveling a road are as much at risk as a monk in his monastery. The Kirlanin's assaults have increased not only in frequency, but also in lethality. Of late, the creatures have shown evidence of battlefield tactics that they did not display in the previous years. While it is possible folk agree that the creatures could have improved their fighting skills, a more disturbing possibility must be considered. The Kurlanians may be receiving assistance from some greater intelligence or power.